What's up, everybody? This is Sean with Morning Lifter. Got another great guest today for the Strength and Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today, I have uh, an intense Nautilus owner, gym owner, <laughs> and uh, I mean, probably, I, I think, living your own American dream, but uh, his name is Cody, and he owns the Trinity Strength Gym in Oklahoma. You'll have to remind me of the city, but- It's in, it's in Moore. Okay, in Moore, Oklahoma. <laughs> And he's got more equipment than I've ever seen uh, for uh, especially some of the old school stuff. And that was one of the things that really caught my eye. Um, the way I guess we got introduced was I had picked up a couple Nautilus pieces and um, you had sent me a message and we just kind of started talking from there. And I think what's really cool is, you know, the way that fitness brings so many people from different backgrounds and lifestyles together. But Cody, what I want to want to know first is, you know, within the last year, I mean, geez, man, you've gone from a garage to, uh, I guess, medium centered training gym to a humongous warehouse. So kind of talk to me about, yeah. <laughs> uh, talk to me about how you were able to get this thing moving. What, what was it that made you decide that you wanted to, to start your own, your own gym? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, any, most people that are kind of into this thing, uh, like really into it, you know, everybody kind of want to, wants to open up their own gym. And, uh, of course we always kind of just, you know, thought that was just dreams or whatever, never really happened. Uh, but, uh, a buddy of mine that I met at, uh, just working out at Gold's, uh, he would, you know, kind of spot me every once in a while. Um, and we just, uh, we uh, just kind of got closer and closer and uh, we, we actually went to the same school, uh, same college. We had the same break time and uh, we just kind of kept talking about starting a garage gym and always wanting a gym and just kind of dreaming, you know, and well, we kind of finally started, uh, we each actually started up a garage gym and uh, anyway, we both had a few things and eventually uh, we just combined setups and, uh, and then uh, we had doubles of some things, so we sold that, and you know it just started off just to have a garage gym, and uh, and we just kept doing that, and then we it was just it just kept growing, and seemed like it took forever, seemed like we never had any equipment, and we were getting real creative, and uh, like I see you do all the time, you're always setting up some cool stuff. Uh, we we were always uh, we were doing the same thing and making stuff and. Uh, man, we just kind of stumbled into it really. Uh, I mean, it was always the dream, like I said, but, um, we just kind of like, you know, we'd find a piece of equipment up for sale and it would be better than something we had. So then we'd turn around and sell that piece. And then we, we kind of done that a few times and we realized there's a market for selling this stuff. Yes, there is. And, and there, you can make a lot of money from it. And so anyway, we just kind of kept doing that and, uh, just kept really building, um, some traction and, uh, eventually outgrew my garage and then that's kind of when we really realized like this is actually a thing we're gonna do and so uh anyway that was my partner Steve uh that um we uh started out with us and so we started filling in his garage after uh we filled up mine I think at one point my garage had like I think it was like 24 machines or something and with a squat rack and a deadlift platform and like everything was functional you had, I mean, you had to climb around some stuff, but 
it was pretty sweet having all that. And then uh, once we filled up his garage, uh, we had a buddy um, that uh, started working out with us and uh and he's uh he's kind of our business guy so he uh he, he started working out with us because uh, he wanted to lose some weight and uh he ended up losing a, uh, like 50 pounds or so and uh started getting pretty healthy and uh, anyway uh he had been to business school and all that and he uh <clears throat> he uh was definitely knew a lot more about that side of things than us and uh funny enough uh me and steve when we first started this uh, when we were first talking about it, uh, we were talking about that we wanted to just make a, we didn't want to make any money on the gym. We just wanted to make just the coolest gym ever and just endlessly just reinvest in it and just like essentially like that. And uh, anyway, Preston was that other guy and he was like, yeah, you guys are stupid. Why would you do that? And so <laughs> he's like, you got, you guys should make some money here. Uh, you guys got a cool concept. And so Anyway, we kind of slowly kept talking business with him, and then uh, we ended up settling on a deal that uh, he essentially bought in and became our th third partner. And uh, always before, we were just kind of scraping up pennies, you know, to find equipment here and there, and then buying and selling stuff, like I said. And so it was it was kind of slow, but then once, uh, you know, Preston came aboard, and we kind of, uh, we got some money from him that kind of really jump started things. Cause by that time we had already built so many contacts up as far as finding this stuff. And, uh, so, I mean, it was just a matter of having the money in hand and we were going to go. And so that was, uh, that was early at the uh, start of this year in January. And, uh, so we really started, uh, going really fast and, uh, finding stuff left and right. And, uh, we ended up, <clears throat> We filled up uh, Steve's garage, and of course, my garage was completely full, but it was spread out so that we could work out in there. And then uh, we filled up Preston's garage, and then uh, we even filled up my mother-in-law's garage. So she I had all. She the, was she thrilled about the, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so she she had all the Nautilus stuff in her garage, all the all that. And so man, we we've had some interesting trips. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you guys seem to be, uh, I mean, you, you're like scraping the ends of the earth here to, yeah. to find some, I, I mean, you guys have posted some stuff that not only looks like something that should be in a traveling circus, but some things that yeah. um, just are incredibly rare. You know, I, I saw yeah. the, uh, the, the, well, I think it was the Cybex uh, wrist roller. Yeah, you, you recently picked up. There was the um, what was it? The H the H squat, the the giant mm. yellow, yeah, horizontal squat. I mean, talk about that piece. Yeah, that piece. Uh, I saw that a, a while back, and it was the same thing for me. Uh, whenever I saw it, I was just taken back. I was like, "Wow, that's the craziest thing!" And uh, man, and it's funny enough, uh, there was a guy a long time ago, kind of when we were first. Uh, like really starting to get some cool stuff there was a guy that uh there somebody posted a video of it and then somebody tagged me in and they were like man uh trinity strength needs to get one of these and i was like oh man I, i'd already been looking for i mean that's a hard piece to find it's really rare oh yeah uh, yeah to my knowledge they only made like 600 of them and so uh they're super hard to find and so uh anyway it was just 
like it was just it was an impossible piece to find and we've done that many times so it's like at this point i mean it's really i mean it sounds kind of cheesy but uh, i mean we've done the impossible like a lot of times yeah i mean every so time now, you yeah. every time you post something it's like you're you guys are like indiana jones it's i mean you guys are pulling stuff yeah. out of your back pocket here that nobody knows yeah. and and i just every time yeah. i'm i'm completely amazed that you bring in something and it's like it's every piece has the giant caps of ultra rare and i'm thinking well that sounds about right yeah 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 we uh well and you know the thing is is we really haven't even uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that we really haven't even tapped into the real cool stuff uh, we can say uh it's like uh there's a lot of stuff that's kind of been on our radar, but again, you know, so, I mean, like I said, we're, we're finding this rare stuff, but what makes it even more difficult on top of that is we're finding it at a budget. So um, there's been not a single machine that we've spent over a thousand dollars for in the entire gym. And uh, most of it has been significantly under, and a lot of it we've bought in multiples and then turned around, sold the other machines and then it paid for that and we made a profit off of it. Wow. So there's been a lot of these times where we've made money picking up these rare, rare machines. And that's actually what we did uh, with that forearm machine yesterday is uh, we actually picked up a, a, a prone leg curl and a, and a mid row uh, Cybex back machine. And so they're missing a couple parts I need to order, but it's like $20 in parts. And uh, that was the whole purpose. We just went and picked up those. We're going to turn around and sell those and just keep reinvesting and now we essentially are going to walk away with that form machine for free and wow some money in our pocket and so that's kind of just how we've done things and uh right now like our our space that we currently have it has um it has like a detached garage outside and so we kind of keep uh extra equipment out there that we just buy to sell so that's awesome it's been, yeah what what got you into the machine aspect of it because you're a pretty strong cat to begin with i mean you know i've seen you competed in competitions and you've set quite a few records and uh but i mean the majority of your gym i mean it's it appears to be at least primarily machine based so what kind of yeah. what kind of brought you over to that end and you know what's the feedback from a lot of the customers i mean are you getting people coming from different areas just to try out some of the cool stuff that you have yeah so uh so yeah that, that we actually uh that was originally the goal was to do more of like a powerlifting style gym is just because that's what i do you know and uh so anyway uh we started off with having that kind of just more powerlifting stuff and uh getting like camera strength machines and you know just your general uh machines that we knew were good um and i'm not sure where we stumbled upon it um and uh i know uh you know me and you have kind of briefly talked about some of these other people but i just kind of stumbled upon some of these people on instagram um that had these just equipment that I, uh, again like like you said to, uh, about us is this just stuff that you never seen before yeah. and uh anyway just we were intrigued and so we kind of started asking about it and uh we just started following all these different people and there's just kind of a there's a little community of just people who collect really cool rare equipment and uh anyway so i just kind of kept all those people in my back pocket and anytime i would find something that was unique or i didn't know what it was 
uh, I'd message them about it. Hey, what is this? Is this any good? And they're, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a really rare piece. You need to grab that. So we're like, okay, I don't know what it is. I've never used it, but, and then, uh, we just, uh, then when we used it, we're like, wow, this is amazing. So, I mean, most of this stuff I have never used, but at this point I've seen these people use these things and I've seen them talk about them and I've, yeah, I've just kind of learned enough about it from just that little community. And so, uh, that's kind of how we got into that. And there, there's a bunch of people that I, I still, every once in a while we'll reach out to to ask about um but yeah we do have uh people that do uh travel uh to come check out our gym we've had people from out of state arkansas texas um people from further cities in oklahoma um we get a lot of people that uh whenever we posted that the, that h squat um that whole week it like blew up for us <laughs> and uh we I mean, we probably had like 10 day passes, like every day after that for like a week or two, uh, people literally just coming just cause they saw that. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, well with the bright yellow and uh, I mean, it's just yeah. like a come here, spend your money kind of sign. I mean, just looking <laughs> at it, even if you don't yeah. enjoy lifting, it seems like you'd be remiss not to at least give it a shot. I mean, it just, yeah. it, it looks Again, it's like something that you would see at almost like a county fair or something, it seems like. But, yeah. I mean, the thing is so stinking big. I mean, did, did, did anybody ever give you the history on, on why something like that was built and why it's so stinking big? Uh, I couldn't ever find anything exactly like that. I know that Arthur Jones – or not Arthur Jones, uh, Gary Jones, uh, that was one of his designs. Um, and I, I'm not sure why it's that big, but I just – like if you if you ever use it um it's it's actually a really awesome piece so it looks crazy but it's actually very functional so uh the way it loads it's really glute heavy um but it takes all that stress off your lower back and on your like on your stomach you know when a lug leg press is really loads heavy it's just and you're on your knees every it's just like the smoothest feeling machine i I, it's hard to explain. I mean, it literally feels like you're like squatting on a cloud or something. It's, <laughs> it's really weird, but, uh, it, it, it's really awesome. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I just, the way it leverages, I would imagine that's why it's, it's so large is because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks goofy, but I mean, everybody loves it. I mean, there's, there's a few pe I mean, we have a lot of cool stuff, but there's like a handful of machines that, um, that, just everybody seems to talk about and that that's one of them um there's uh the standing chest press everybody loves that one that one is awesome yeah, yeah um, brian shaw use that a lot yeah um standing chest press um there's this uh ground base hammer machine it's like a uh it's a shrug machine a lot of people love that one i remember um, seeing that when you brought that in yeah um yeah, a few of these pieces. I mean, there's some really unique, cool stuff, you know. But like, kind of that shrug machine is kind of random. But you know, some uh, people really love that thing. Uh, that and like, you know, just like that forearm thing. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. You know, it's not really a necessity, but uh, that was something that uh, that we always like to do is find just those little things that just kind of sit in the corner. But it's like, man, nobody has that. Yeah, it's just something really cool that somebody sees that and it may, it may only be applicable to one person, but they'd be like, they come in, they're just like, man, that is the coolest thing, yeah. you know? And 
so we we try to get things that stand out like that yeah I think it's uh you guys definitely have a great strategy I think in in how you are marketing your gym because not only do you not have uh or excuse me not only do you have some pretty rare pieces but you've got I, I think with the unique equipment it's it it's brought back like a vintage fun updated feeling because a lot of people you know they might think that all lifting is is benching squatting deadlifting like all the free weight stuff and and you kind of re-exposed in a lot of ways the the old ways you know from the 70s and 80s when it was really machine heavy and and arthur jones really he really changed the attitude of a lot of people and in many ways in those 70s and 80s reinvented fitness and um and got people excited about fitness because it was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do eight sets of bench press. I can do a full body workout in 20 minutes and be done the, tell me more. And, and all of a sudden yeah. uh, he's, he's got a multi-million dollar plant on his, on his hands. So what about, you know, I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts on Nautilus. What got you into Nautilus? Was it hammer strength first and then, kind of finding out that Arthur Jones was the, the, the godfather of it or the other way around. How did you, how did you get into some of the Nautilus lines? Yeah. So uh, the Nautilus stuff was actually probably the first real cool, like equipment haul we ever did. I mean, we, we had, we had uh, before that we had gotten a few older things. We had gotten like a couple flex pieces. It wasn't anything special, just some of the selectorized stuff. And uh, like maybe a couple I carrying things or so we had some old stuff, but nothing real rare yet. So these site or those Nautilus pieces, um, those were probably the first, uh, those were probably the first rare pieces we got. And so anyway, we, uh, whenever we first saw those, those were, that was kind of where it kind of started with us really getting into this rare stuff was um there was a few of those machines uh we actually bought nine of them all together i remember when we first got them yeah and so um when we first saw them we actually only wanted a few of them and i'm glad we didn't do that but it was just because we simply didn't know what they were i mean literally it was just they looked so weird and uh, even then we were like man those just look so funky like how can they (laughs) even be good you know (laughs) and so uh, just like reaching out to people and uh, everybody's like, oh man, you know, those are really rare. You know, those are awesome pieces too. They just simply like are just great designs. And so we tried, uh, we tried to kind of haggle with the lady and work out it. We were still trying to work out a deal um, whether they're just to get a few of them. And uh, anyway, they had been posted for like a year or two. And uh, it, I remember seeing it for a long time. But it was out kind of, it was like three hours away from us in a small town uh, called Shattuck, Oklahoma. And uh, anyway, uh, we couldn't ever work out a deal with her. She was, it was an all or nothing and she wouldn't take in a penny less for it. And I guess she had already had, a, you know, I mean, there was people interested, but nobody ever would come and get it just because of how much of a, a haul it was going to be. And yeah. so anyway, this, this, this was probably our it was most definitely our most difficult haul. So uh, at the time, my wife was uh, still working. And so uh, I had to take my son with us. And he was only 
probably six months old at the time. And so it was just me and Steve. And uh, we have a, a trailer that we borrow from his father-in-law. And it's like a car hauler trailer. And I mean, it's got a massive capacity on this thing, which we never even asked what it was. <laughs> but uh, we did after the fact because what happened. But uh, anyway, so I had to take my son with us. And this is a three-hour drive. So we get there. And she had told us that her husband and her, uh, she had a couple of teenage sons um, that would be able to help us load everything. Well, we got there and she was like in a hurry and she's like, yeah, sorry, they weren't able to help today. So it's just up to you guys. And so uh, essentially uh, we were like, okay, she just, she like, she literally laughed at us. She's like, well, she's like, good luck. You guys might want to try to go around town or something to find some people to help you. Cause uh, she was like that, that the double chest machine, she was like, it took oh. like eight people just to get it in there. And so we were like, oh my gosh. And we, we had came ready for war though. I mean, we knew it was going to be hard. So we, we rented a pallet jack and uh, we got a, a bunch of dollies and we bought like 50 straps. And anyway, so it was like, we're loading this stuff little by little trying to kind of figure out some of those pieces are really light actually like the, the rowing torso. That's a yeah. pretty, pretty light one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a few of them were pretty easy to move and they're small. And so um, that wasn't a problem. Uh, but my son was screaming because there was nobody at the gym. It was just like, she just left us. I mean, literally she left us in her and her gym was still uh, like, I mean, it was closed for the day, but I mean, it was still like a gym that was in business and yeah. uh, she just was busy doing something. So she just left it open for us. And uh, anyway, she kind of had like a little nursery thing. So she had like a little jumper in there. So I just put him in that and, I'm trying to deal with him, keep him calm and between moving machines and we're stressed out. We hadn't ate cause we like to just kind of go through, you know, and just hurry and get these things done. So we're hungry, we're tired and my son's screaming. And it was like, it, we, it ended up taking us, I think five or six hours to load all the machines. And it was just the most unfortunate circumstances because we had to go down. I mean, literally a hallway, like they would be like in your house it, that's how we had to take it was in this back room and then you had to go down this long hallway and then it went into this little back room and there was a makeshift ramp made out of planks and there was a piece of plywood on top of it and then a rug and uh so and it was pretty steep so we had to like kind of get the machines and run up the ramp as fast as we could to try to get it up but without stopping and so it was it was difficult and um uh, I mean, it was truly a miracle that we got all that stuff out of there because she thought we were going to have to take multiple trips. And uh, anyway, we ended up that double chest. It was it took us a minute to figure out how to move that thing. Um, from what I've heard, it weighs like twelve or thirteen hundred pounds. Yeah, that so. that is um, I, I think out of all of the equipment, that's probably the most intimidating. And I know yeah. exactly I, I know your pain because I had to move a double chest. Um, yeah right before uh the pandemic hit i had to move a double chest with my dad who's 65 so oh, um and it yeah. was just it was me him and the other guy uh who who i had picked up the other two pieces from and uh he had worked with arthur jones and he had told me some stories about all of the all of the equipment and everything else and so <laughs> i i know it uh, you sit there and you think for a minute like yeah. how in the hell is this going to work and uh it is and it's just so awkward and yeah the weights all distributed 
like all over it too. Yeah. Normally there's like a, a leverage point, you know, where the stack, you can just kind of tilt it, but it's, it's just heavy everywhere. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, man. that was, uh, that, that trip we were actually, uh, so me and Steve were actually going to do a powerlifting meet and, uh, it was a week out from that actually. And typically, uh, I mean, you just pretty much rest that week. You don't do anything, you know, but we were going week after week, picking up equipment at this point. And, and like I said, we, this was one week out from our meet when we picked up that Nautilus stuff. And I mean, we were just flat beat up after that. I mean, that was just I mean, on our way home, we were cramping and it's kind of funny. Some, this, this has happened multiple times, but like, we'll, there's a lot of times where we picked up a lot of stuff and it's just like, you're so exhausted that you're just, it's like, you almost, you're almost like kind of high or something. You're like, it's <laughs> like delirious, yeah. you know? So like, those are the fun times though, you know, we'll be driving back and it's just like, we're just cracking up laughing about just being beat up. But we had that meet, um, like a week out and we were like, man, like we didn't even want to do it. And, uh, anyway, so we were like, man, well, it was, it's, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is about two hours from us, but a lot of people from the OKC area come out. So we, we were like, well, let's just do it anyway and just go and just kind of try to market with people because we were getting close with, you know, trying to open. And so like, let's just kind of get our name out there and talk with people. And so, uh, anyway, uh, we, uh, we were doing some warm ups, and I, I saw this guy that was pretty big. And again, I, like I've only kind of been in the powerlifting world. I mean, I follow bodybuilding as far as like kind of Olympia and stuff, you know, like the big names, but I don't know a whole lot about bodybuilding. And so anyway, there was a guy there that was really jacked, you know? And so I was like, well, um, I, I overheard him saying something about working out at a gym in OKC. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to try to talk to this guy, see if we can get him to uh, follow us and, you know, maybe come check out our gym when we open. And, uh, well, turns out this guy ends up being our fourth business partner. Uh, I started telling him our, uh, I started telling him um, our story and kind of what we were doing. And he was just like dumbfounded. He was like, this is literally exactly what I was about to do. He's like, uh, I've been looking for a gym like that for a long time. And, so, uh, and he's, he's a pro bodybuilder. He has the pro card and everything. And so, uh, he has a huge following in our area. And so he's, that's been a huge part of us getting a lot of business as well. And so anyway, at first, uh, he just kind of followed along. And then when we opened, I mean, it was about a week within us opening, um, at our first location that, um, he was our, I mean, he'd already kind of started from the beginning that he was already kind of wanting to be a part of it. And, uh, it just started growing really fast and, um, we, we already needed to expand, you know, like rapidly within that first month and he was already talking about it. And so we were like, well, let's do it. And so, uh, we brought him aboard and, uh, it's like a whole long story on that part, uh, as far as, uh, what happened at that building, but our landlord, uh, we learned real fast in, in the business world, uh, the, the sharks that are out there. And so, uh, man, he did some, he did some sketchy stuff and, um, uh, we actually, uh, we were never able to obtain our, um, our, uh, occupancy permit, um, because he never did the plumbing permit and, uh, uh for his building and he got mad at us for trying to do that. Cause he realized he was going to get in trouble and, 
And then he tried to claim he didn't know we were a gym, even though we told them exactly what we were going to be doing when we rented his spot. And uh, it was, it's a whole long thing, but uh, anyway, it was a, there was a bunch of stuff and we had plans to expand at his place because there was two units side by side, but we wanted to play it safe and just rent the first one uh, at first. And so uh, we had wrote into the contract that we'd have the first right at the spot next to us. Well, all that kind of stuff started coming to light right at the beginning. And anyway, we were still trying to work things out on that. And then we also were expanding so fast. We needed that space. Well, he uh, just went in out from under us and rented it to this guy. And so it was like, and, and that was kind of one of our, you know, things that we were selling to our members, you know, we're like, look, we're going to expand really fast because I mean, that was our plan, you know, and that still is our plan. We still want to keep growing, keep getting more, but that's what we were telling our people. And all of a sudden this guy just screwed us, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it was a real bad situation real fast. And so we, uh, we ended up bringing uh, Marcus aboard, like I said. And uh, so we had that, Again, we had a little bit more money to play with now, so now we uh, we just started looking. Uh, we didn't tell our landlord anything yet. We just kind of played with it, like whatever, you know, we'll just stay here. And uh, anyway, so we started looking really fast to find a different building, and uh, we found another location, and it was 5,000. And the, the location we started in was 2,000 square feet. And we didn't realize, if you could tell how small it was, we didn't realize how much equipment we just, we quite had right. until we got in there. Man, it was it was the most depressing thing ever when we started <laughs> moving in. I like, I mean, literally, I was about to quit that the first like day as soon as we moved. I mean, we literally moved in the stuff from my garage, and it, it filled that place. I mean, it filled it comfortably. So I was like, oh my gosh! I was, I mean, we still had three other garages of equipment. So, I mean, I was ready to quit right there, but I just, I finagled it around and we made it work. And I mean, it was, it was tight. Don't get me wrong, but the pictures made it look a lot worse in person. Most people would say like, oh yeah, it is a lot bigger than what it looked like. But I mean, it was tight, but uh, anyway, so uh, we, we started looking for that other building and we finally, uh, we found a 5,000 square foot building that was only a couple of miles away from where we currently were. And um uh, this was, you know, this is only two months after we opened up from COVID here. So um, everybody's still kind of worried if we were going to shut down again. So any place we tried to rent from, they were, they were holding that over our head and like, well, you know, we, we don't really feel comfortable, you know, bringing in a gym that's brand new and in times like this. And so there was just like no negotiating power when we were trying to work out a deal with these places. And so, uh, anyway, I had, uh, I had, I, I had just been, and we had a realtor friend that was helping us find this and we were just having a hard time and there just wasn't anything on the market for what we were looking for. And, uh, I was looking through Facebook market and I just happened to see this building and it was just like the crappiest pictures and it was only the outside. You couldn't see anything, but it was 7,000 square feet and it was the same price as the 5,000 square foot. So we're like, man, and we had already checked out that one and we were real close to just, you know, taking the deal that the guy was going to give us on that one. Uh, but man, he was just giving us a really hard time. So that, that was the only thing holding us up. If the guy would have just made the deal, we would have been at that place. 
but it was a good thing he didn't because uh, we finally, and that was the other thing, we couldn't get a hold of this, this, this uh, the landlord that we are currently with. Uh, it's an older guy. I mean, he's probably in his 80s or so, and he's not very uh, te- technological like savvy or whatever, you know, and so uh, he just had a friend post it for him or something. So it was, it was real difficult to get a hold of him. And uh, essentially, we had the contract drawn up for the other place, and we were about to sign it. Uh, but we gave it a couple more days, and uh, we finally got a hold of that guy. So we went and looked at it, and instantly we're like, "Oh, this is the place." So, uh, the, so that's where we're currently at. And so we uh, we made a deal with that guy, and then that's when we we're like, "Well, we got to go talk to our landlord over here." So, anyway, as soon as uh, as soon as we did that, he he essentially just like instantly let us out of our contract because. I mean, A, he already broke our contract, um, but B, he knew he would, you know, he was going to be in trouble for kind of where we were at with everything. And so he let us out and we made the move over a weekend and a bunch of our members helped out. So it was pretty awesome. And so we've already, it, it was just like a breath of life over there because at the other place, you know, we were already cramped in and I, you know, we all had plans already to, there were so many other things we wanted. And so once we were over there, there was a lot of room to work with. And so, um, so we really started, you know, expanding really fast. And I mean, we've probably, I, I, I forgot how, how many now it's like 25 probably now machines in the last two months that we've added. Wow. Uh, and then plus the, uh, we just did that little powerlifting area. And so it's, it's been a, there's a lot of plans still we got in place that uh, that we want to do over there. I mean, we still uh, we still uh, want to set up a bunch of strongman stuff. Uh, there's a I don't know if you've ever seen the front of our building, but it's basically there's like a loading dock on on one side, and uh, like right outside of our garage doors. Yeah, I think and, I have uh, seen that. Yeah, one of the cool ideas that we had as far as the strongman stuff is we were talking about putting an old beat up car right up on the ledge and building like a car deadlift platform. That's so it's cool. like right on the ledge, right. As you come out there and let people tag all over it and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of some plans we got there is to build some, we, we want to build out a whole strongman area. Uh, we actually have this like whole other carport area. that's outside. That's also kind of our area, uh, but we haven't really messed with anything. Right. People just park under there for right now, but, uh, eventually that's going to, we're going to build that out to be a strong man area. And then, uh, like I said, we have that detached garage, which is kind of using it for storage right now, but, uh, we're going to use that as a posing room for our bodybuilders and have like classes out of there. Um, and then we want to start up a podcast. We actually have a little room in the back, um, that's going to be our podcast room. So, uh, that's something we need to work on. And then, uh, we, uh, up top of all our offices, it's uh it's like a bunch of duct work and wires up there right now and it's not like sturdily supported yet but uh our plans eventually are to like build that up too and have like all our cardio equipment up there get a lot more and kind of have that overlooking the gym and we have some rooms that are off to the side we want to you know uh, rent those out to like massage therapists and stuff like that so we got a hundred different plans we're just trying to tackle one thing at a time I mean that's just like off the top of my head I mean these are just a few things I mean we there's so many things that 
we got in the works. I mean, we're trying to really truly make something one of a kind, you know, and so a lot well, of different things. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what's really cool about everything that you talked about is that you're making it a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah. You want a power lift? Great. You want a body build? Great. You want a strong man? Great. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get a massage? Great. Yeah. I mean, you, you've really done a, a phenomenal job on, on hitting all of it. And so you talked about, uh, just to, to back up a little bit, you talked about how you wanted to start off as uh, more of a, more or less a, a powerlifting gym, but what kind of got you going in multiple directions? Was it the, the bodybuilder who had bought into it that, that, you know, has kind of opened your eyes to other options or, you know, what, what really got that, what, what got that going? Uh, so that was, like I said, with the Nautilus stuff, that's when we kind of realized that there's some cool equipment out there, you know? And so once we realized that there was that, that was how, you know, cause I was always worried, you know, like a powerlifting gym, it's not, and everybody, everybody told us never to open up a gym everybody. I mean, you know, that's, that's the one business you don't want to get into. Everybody tells you, uh, so hard and you know, whatever. And so. Anyway, I was always kind of worried, you know, powerlifting gym is a pretty, you know, niche thing. And yeah. so we wanted to be able to spread it out a little bit. And we always kind of wanted, and, you know, Steve is a, uh, my, my first partner that we had. Uh, he's, he comes from the bodybuilding background as well. So, I mean, he always wanted, I was the one that forced him into powerlifting, basically. So <laughs> uh, now he's kind of going back to getting into the bodybuilding stuff. But uh, he, uh, so, you know, we always kind of wanted to have that too. We, we always kind of wanted to own, you know, uh, those two things, but, uh, but it really was going to just start off mostly a powerlifting gym. And, and, but like I said, that's whenever we kind of found that Nautilus stuff. And then that's when it really started opening up, uh, that there's a, there's some really cool, unique stuff out there. So we're like, okay, now this is where we're going to, this is what's going to set us apart. And this is actually what's going to make us successful in this and really be different. And so uh, that's when we just started really doing some research and heavily digging into it and just trying to really find this unique stuff that was going to set us apart. And so that's kind of how we got into the bodybuilding stuff. And we just kind of always liked the strongman stuff, you know, uh, I, I've always wanted to compete in it. I just, there was never any local competitions that there, the one that there was, was the meet that I was doing my world records at. And so, Obviously, I had to take the choice to do my records rather than uh, do a strongman competition. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've always wanted to do it. We just never had the time time to travel with it. And so so we definitely want to uh, expand in that area as well. That's just kind of been the last thing right now. We're really trying to uh, get get the powerlifting area going now since we've had so much focus on the bodybuilding stuff. And so do you want to eventually um, host powerlifting meets there? Sorry, my phone. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we've actually kind of already looked into doing that. And so um, we, uh, USPA is who I normally compete with. Um, but here recently, it's been getting really popular in Oklahoma. And so um, they, uh, they've already booked up like every, uh, every month for next year. And so wow. Uh, they, they basically told us that we wouldn't be able to get a meet with them. And so I reached out to some guys with the USAPL and 
Um, so uh, we're going to uh, try to get a couple meets set up with them. And uh, we, we actually have uh, the uh, Oklahoma University powerlifting team um, that trains at our gym. And so um, so we were wanting to try to set up something, you know, to do a meet for them as well. And uh, USAPL is pretty big into the collegiate stuff. So um, so we were going to see about doing like an OU meet and then having like a regular uh, meet just for anybody. So those are kind of the plans there. But, yeah, we definitely want to host some competitions uh, we'll probably even do some just like on our own that won't be sanctioned just to have fun. And uh, maybe eventually when we have the strongman stuff too, we'll host some of those. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, we want to, ha- we want to do a lot of events, but uh, like, I said, like I was telling you, all the plans we have are, we get so excited, you know, our, our minds are running a hundred different, di- yeah. different directions and we're trying to like nail down one thing at a time. Yeah. And we're kind of, uh, so we we definitely want to run a lot of events, so that's something we'll be doing here in the, in the future for sure. Well, that'll definitely not only expand your base, but give you other options for monetization. I mean, that's going to yeah. be, especially for you guys, I mean, it just really seems like the sky's the limit with, with everything that you guys are offering. I mean, with especially the machines, I think that's one of the coolest things about what you guys yeah. are because uh, i just can't get over some of the stuff that you guys have uh how many nautilus pieces do you have uh i think there's there's 12 i think so we got the nine originally and then we got another, do you have got, the full line of like the the full 12 that would be in the the one cycle for his hit workouts uh no uh no, uh, we, so what, what we have is, uh, we have, uh, the behind the neck, um, lat machine. We have the, the pullover. Um, we have the, uh, torso arm pull down. Uh, we have the double shoulder, uh, the rowing torso, the double chest, um, the leg curl, prone leg, or sorry, the prone leg curl, the leg extension, um, the hip and back, the tricep, and the bicep. I think that's all of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we really want to get the center driven leg extension. So I've been looking for that for a while. I found a couple of them, um, but they're either too far, or people won't respond to my messages, or they want too much, or. So that's somewhere we're trying to find. Yeah. But the center drive would be a lot better than the one we currently have. Sure. That, uh, did you see the David, uh, pieces that we picked up? I did. Yes. If I, if I remember yeah, the, correctly, the David leg extension that we just got is a center driven one. Yes. And, yes, uh, I did see those, that. uh, that leg extension and leg curl is probably, those are probably the two best pieces we have in the entire gym. They're just, absolutely absurd what what's the difference between it like is it just the way the weight feels yeah basically so so they're both like they they both have a center drive so uh, the uh, the leg extension it's straight from the middle so you're you're not you're not loading that one leg heavier that's you know where the arm comes from and then on top of it it's um it puts your quads in such a deep stretch. Um, it's like doing a sissy squat almost, but uh, it 
it's absolutely, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's excruciating. I mean, whenever, whenever you do it, uh, you literally, as soon as you're done, like it's got a seatbelt too, that it drives your hips back so that it, it will isolate the quads, you know, take your hips out of it. And, uh, I mean, literally, as soon as you get done with your set, you're ripping that seatbelt off and you're jumping out of it just cause it hurts just having your legs in it after you, know, you use it just cause it, it's so stretched. And so, uh, it ha it's just the position it's in is just, it's awesome. But, uh, it also, it has a cam too, and it's a really aggressive cam. So it's, it's, it's a difficult machine. Uh, and not only that, but the, the weight stack is just absolutely absurd. It, it has a, so we didn't realize that at first this was, <laughs> so this was another interesting trip that we did was, uh, picking up those pieces and, uh, the day before we we went uh and i mean we were in communication with this guy for like three weeks you know whenever we do these things especially when we're going far we typically try to get a whole trailer load of stuff essentially uh we just kind of like buy you know pay go ahead and pay or pay deposits or whatever and just work it out with everybody to come the same day and uh that day we ended up leaving at four o'clock in the morning and uh we went to Wichita, Kansas first, picked up a Bodymasters Peck deck, and then the guy, uh, the guy had a uh, just this old school Peck deck. I I couldn't ever figure out what it was, uh, but it was one of the ones that just has like the pads on the arms. Mm -hmm. We and he had it for sale for listed at three hundred dollars, and he was just desperate to get rid of it. I mean, he just wanted it out of his garage, and he just he was like two hundred dollars, hundred dollars. They're like, no nah, man, sorry. And finally, he got down to $50. So we were like, oh, well, I guess we'll take it. So we ended up picking that up. And uh, and so anyway, we grabbed that. And then we drove all the way up to, I uh, can't remember where it was, but it was up uh, by Kansas City. Uh, but the day before, the guy had messaged me on those David pieces. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, they're in my basement. And, and it, we just had a bad rain here. And you're going to have to go up like a really big hill. And it's all muddy. So we're like. Oh, awesome. So, uh, we show up and, uh, it was like this really nice house. I mean, it was probably like a million dollar house or so. I mean, it was, it was really nice. And, uh, anyway, the guy had like a full on like movie theater in his basement and wow. it was like a full gym down there and a living area and a bar. And, uh, anyway, so we go to move these machines and, uh, they're just like, extremely heavy and so we hate to take the weight stacks out of machines just because we've moved so many machines we can we can typically handle it but this was just no way we were getting these out like that and so we actually got the leg curl out without having to take the stack out but uh anyway it says 300 on the stack so we're thinking 300 pounds but i never it never like dawned on me that these machines are made over in finland uh, is where the company's from. Oh. And so, well, it turns out they're 300 kilo weight stacks. So, <laughs> yeah. So we we're like, uh, so the way the David machines work, it's this really unique weight stack. So it has a weight stack up to a hundred kilos, you know, your normal weight stack, but then on either side, there's these two giant, uh, giant blocks that run down the whole side and uh they have these little 
these little latches that you like latch into the top plate of the stack. So what happens is those, those two plates, they weigh a hundred kilos or no, they, no, they weigh 150. Sorry. So they're 75 each. And then the whole stack is 150. So you go down the stack to 150. And then what you do is you lock in the two latches at the top and it locks into that top plate. And then you take your pin out and now you're at 160 because the two blocks are, are 75 each. And then that's 10. So that's how it has such a big, that's how it allows it to have such a big stack without wow. it just being rid ridiculously tall. And so again, uh, when we were taking the weight stack off, you know, we took all the plates off and I mean, they felt kind of heavy, but I mean, you know, it was only, I mean, they're 20 pounds. So it was close enough to not really, you know, like, think enough about it but when we went to go pick up those blocks uh, they're they're attached together you have to bolt both of them together when you use them you can't use one and so there's a bar that runs across the back that attaches them and so we went to take that off and uh you know this should only weigh 150 pounds and so we're like what the like this was just the most crazy thing we're trying to pick up i mean we literally couldn't pick it up we we're like what the heck and so we're just like sitting there scratching our head this whole time. We're like, there is no way that is 150 pounds. And so we finally got it loaded on the dolly and got it up. We finally somehow managed to get that stuff out this basement and around this giant muddy hill. And, and we went ahead and put the stack all back together on the trailer just so we didn't have a bunch of, we didn't want to lose any parts and we didn't want to have, you know, parts sliding around. And so, and we just got back and we we're still thinking this is 300 pounds, but we're like, there's still no way. And everybody, we had a bunch of members waiting for us to help us. Cause I mean, this was like a, a 20 hour day. I mean, by the time we got back, it was, it was nine, it was like nine 30 or something by the mm -hmm. time we got back and we had left at 4am. And so we had like 15 members or something waiting for us when we got back. Cause you know, all our people are really cool. And, they were going to, they were helping us unload and everybody's trying out the new machines and everybody was doing the leg extension and just like, couldn't figure out why it was so heavy. And so this is where I reached out to, you know, all those cool people that are collectors. And I was like, Hey, what's the deal with these David machines? Like, uh, like why is that weight stack so heavy? And, uh, someone had finally told me that it was in kilos. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is i i know a couple people that have like the the bicep or the tricep or like the shoulder machines and they said that they have like 280 kilo stacks on them oh my god so i'm like it's just crazy yeah so i, how, I don't even how know is how. anybody how, how's anybody doing that amount of weight they, they nobody hasn't yet <laughs> i think i think the most I think the most somebody's done on ours is probably like 170 or so. I mean, I don't even think anybody's gotten up to 200. Wow. I mean, like I said, it's just such a difficult machine as is. And then plus it's got a cam on it. And so, I mean, it's just all around. Like there's just, it would be impossible. I mean, I don't, I don't know how anybody would do it. A lot of so, juice. A lot of yeah, juice. You'd have to bring your sure. own needles and do it at the same time, I guess, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow so. that's a, those are some really cool stories that's that's one of the things yeah. i i was I, I was gonna wanted to pick your brain about is just hear some of the stories because i mean every machine oh, yeah. in a way has its own uh has its own it story. does yeah 
what uh, out of all all the equipment that you've picked up what's been uh, or what is your favorite right now oh man <laughs> yeah that's a hard one uh but yeah that's that's what i always tell people too is uh i mean literally every piece in there i could tell them exactly where it was how much we paid for it, where we went everything that happened on that trip and uh, there's there really is a story behind it and it makes those pieces uh, it makes them mean a lot more, you yeah. know, and we take a lot more pride in what we have than, you know, your other gems just going out, taking out a loan and just calling up hammer strength and telling them to give them a whole gem, you know, I mean, yeah. these things were bought with a purpose, but, uh, anyway, uh, my favorite machine that we have, man, uh, I like the H squat. We use that, like we use that probably every single leg day um there i just i'd have to name a few i like the standing chest press too uh and the pullover those would probably be like the the top three for me um there's so many over um boy it's been i don't know maybe a little bit of a, a month ago or so and i just i couldn't believe the deal i got on that and and i was so glad to finally get one and it i mean it really yeah. that's a game changer man which that was Arthur Jones's first piece. So it's, it's no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The pullover is awesome, man. Everybody loves it. The chain ones are the best. We, (laughs) we actually have owned three pullovers over our time. That was actually the first Nautilus piece I ever owned um, was a pullover. The same one we, it was, it's like, just like the same one we have. And uh, it was actually in the neighborhood directly next to mine. I mean, literally five minutes away from me and, uh, it was posted, I think for like $150 or something. And it was on there for several months and no one had ever bought it. And we didn't even, this was again, this was long before we ever even knew, you know, what was what. And, uh, I got it. I ended up getting it for $50 and, uh, and it sat in my garage. And again, this was kind of before, uh, you know, we knew anything and this was still before we really had serious thoughts of opening the gym. And so at the time we used it for a little while, but it just like, wasn't practical to have in the garage. It was just such a large piece. And so, uh, but again, if I had known what it was and known how to use it correctly, then it would have been awesome. But I, uh, I ended up trading it to a guy that had a pretty cool little old school gym as well um in Stillwater and uh Oklahoma and uh, I traded him for just some stupid like ISO row it wasn't even a it wasn't hammer or anything it was a company called Pioneer that was made uh in Tulsa Oklahoma uh it's pretty similar to a hammer but at the time it was just it to us that was a way better piece and the funny thing is, is we were thinking we came out on top on that deal <laughs> and so that guy was he knew what he got out of it and so it was cool and then after when we realized what it was we we're just banging our heads against the wall <laughs> thinking like what the heck man we it was the key piece to all this and yeah and then i uh i i've owned a nautilus ab machine before it, those are pretty collectible too and hard to find the the crunch ones that actually the whole machine crunches up mm-hmm. i got one of those for twenty dollars one time and i fully Gosh. restored it and uh i sold it for like four hundred dollars or something and again i didn't even know it was a nautilus machine until after the fact and 
uh, and then, uh, so yeah, we ended up finding, uh, we got another deal, our third or our second pullover that we ended up getting. There was a gym here in Oklahoma city, uh, that was an all women's gym and it had been closed down for a while. And, uh, anyway, I, it popped up a deal on Facebook. They had five Nautilus nitro machines, uh, for like $300 and for all of them and i was in class at the time and uh it was posted for like five minutes i messaged the lady i was like hey i want these i was like what's your phone number i'll call you right now i just want you to know like i'm serious about it i'll be there and she gave me her number and i told her i was like all right i'm on my way i, I literally just up and left school and uh <laughs> i was driving i had to stop and get the cash out and she calls me. She's like, "Hey, the bid's up to like three fifty now or something." I'm like, "What the heck? I told you I was on the way." And she's she's like, uh, "So I was like, okay, I'll give you three fifty. I was like, I'm coming right now though." So I ended up getting all five of those machines for three fifty, and uh, so it was a it had a it had a pullover in that, um, but that's like the belt driven one, and mm -hmm. it just it just didn't feel good. I mean, it didn't feel right. Uh, but at that point we did know what a pullover was it just it just wasn't the right feel you know and uh we ended up selling all the i think we sold all five of those for like twenty four hundred dollars like within wow. a week so then from there that's kind of where it really jump started us kind of getting serious about opening the gym because again we had money to start buying some stuff and but then our third pullover was early in January. Uh, I found I found another one in the OKC area, and it was just in some guy's garage gym, and uh, I, we we got that one for one hundred fifty dollars too. So it was it was a crazy still, deal. Still not a bad deal. Yeah, still I was just it was actually way better because this one still has the the labels or the uh, the serial numbers and everything, mm. and it's a much cleaner one than the one we had originally. So. We definitely came out on top with ended up getting that one. So I'm glad we did. That's awesome. Yeah, there's endless stories of yeah. of this stuff, yeah. man. It's there's if if we had all the equipment that we ever had, we we'd fill five of the gyms we currently yeah. have. I mean, wow. We've gone through we've gone through a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of trial and error and uh there's been a lot of pieces, you know, we reached out to those people and if it just didn't live up to that standard, then we just, of uh, just, you know, being the best or just being really rare, you know, then we just sold it. Mm -hmm. And so there, there's been a lot of pieces that, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff that we had, but you know, just like, I mean, you can go to golds and use that machine, you know, like yeah. we wanted to have something that, that nobody had. So. Right. That's, so that's awesome, man. Done. Well, there's, there's no doubt that, that uh, you guys are going to continue to have success. You guys have a really good plan together and that's pretty obvious. So uh, appreciate but, that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I, I know we're out of time, but um, man, those are some cool stories and, and look forward to, to watching you guys grow more. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And um, so I got two more questions before we close. Okay. Um, I always like to close my, uh, my podcast with this. So what is, if you give me the, one word or, or short phrase of uh, your definition of strength. Strength. Hmm. Oh, this is, that's a tough one. Strength. 
Uh, I don't know how to phrase what I'm thinking in my <laughs> head right now. I'm trying to think of the words. Um, man, I just, uh, I guess just, just not giving up, I guess would be yeah. my short phrase. Um, just like, that's how we did, man. Like I said, we truly, it's taken strength to do what we've done. And yeah. it's been like the impossible. And there's been a lot, a lot of times where we wanted to give up before, you know, we got all this thing started. So uh, that's for sure. And yeah. just in general strength, I mean, there's uh, a lot of people, uh, like if you're lifting heavy, I mean, you just, you, you just got to fight through, you know, not yeah. give up. So, yeah, I guess that would be, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that'd be the way yeah. I'd word it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. How about leadership? Leadership. Um, it would just be, uh, just be an example. Just, uh, yeah, just leading by example, I guess. Yeah. I like it. Um, that's what we, uh, that's what we try to do. We try to not follow anybody else and do our own thing, do it different. And, uh, you know, we have some weird stuff. Somebody actually told us that one time, <laughs> somebody literally, and whenever we were at our original location, somebody, this guy actually came in one time, uh, that was, uh, we, we try to, we try to have a personal level with all our people because, uh, we can, we have like a 24 hour system and we can like, we let people come in and do day passes even when we're not there. And uh, anyway, this guy came by one time and, uh, and he, 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 he was the only person there. So I, I drove out to just go meet him. And that was literally the first thing he said. He was like, man, this place is really small and you guys got some really weird stuff here. I was just like, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we don't, you know, I don't care what people say about that. I mean, you know, we, uh, that's uh yeah we're we're leading on our own and we're doing it by example absolutely and, you know, yeah we're doing well, our own path so i mean when you when you don't know what it is and how it's used i guess anybody could say anything is weird you know in a way yeah. it's just it's that that uncomfortable and, and unknown of of mm -hmm. what something is what the purpose is for really i guess so yeah um so to to close here i always like to give people an opportunity so uh use the opportunity now this is your shameless plug how can people find you online, physically, you know, website, anything, go ahead, give it, uh, give it your shot. All right. The best way uh, to follow us or whatever would be on Instagram. Um, that's where we're the most active and uh, you're going to be talking to me whenever you talk on Instagram. Um, so I'm the one that kind of does all our social media stuff. Uh, our Instagram is at uh, Trinity underscore and then it's strength and then instead of the e there's a three and then it's underscore uh gym and then on facebook it's uh trinity strength training uh we have a facebook page and a group uh we don't get on facebook as much uh and then we have a website that's being developed so that's not fully done yet but instagram is the best way to go for right now and then uh our gym is located in more oklahoma at 240 industrial boulevard so that's where you can find us awesome and if you're uh from outside the area if i ever 
have a reason to go to Oklahoma, it would be for that. So <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else here. So <laughs> I don't know why you'll be here, but, but yeah. Well, one day, man, I hope I hope to make it out there and uh, and get a chance to to train with all the weird stuff. So yeah, for sure. I need to. I need to. You're in Ohio, you said, right? I am. Yes. Yeah, I still need to make it up there, man. That's always been the dream of ours to go to the Arnold and go to all the, you know, West Side and Elite FTS. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of cool stuff up there. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of background here, and the Arnold's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, uh, especially if the Arnold is, is open this year, man, uh, let me know. I'll be more than happy to, to meet up with yeah. you down there. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll have a, we'll have a good time, brother. Yeah. So, well, Cody, right. man, I, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, brother. Well, you, you guys have a good one and, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right. Thanks. All right. Man. Thanks, too. man. See ya. See ya.